Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Devin, and we're getting messages all left and right here uh, because tonight is an exciting night. We've got a big Christmas show for you. Uh, Let's see who we can get on the line. Uh, and just a heads up guys, as always like share and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, whatever you got, Jared, maybe what Jared. Up? How's it going? Can you hear me? Oh, good. Yes. I can hear you just fine. All right, cool. Uh, we've got Jared on tonight. We've got a special guest. I'm really excited. We got D Furby, D Andre Furby, Ooh. who actually has his own, uh, highlight reel on YouTube, which I was, I thought was really great earlier. I was watching that. Right there, man. I'll never forget oh when we God. had all three of those bags. We had Lightning with Ace Wells, Thunder with D Furby, and Lightning and Thunder with Leon Allen. Let me see if I can get this pulled up real quick. Because that was, that was, uh, all right, it ain't going to show it. Maybe it's on the other. Somebody did a feed with it, and it was really, there we go. Jeremy? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, Alex. Nice. I actually got my headphones this week. Nice. Sounds good. This is a uh, video on YouTube. I'll post a link later when we do it. Uh, uh, let's see. Let me see if I can get him on quick. But while I'm doing that, Jared, do you want to go ahead and do your winners and losers? Of course. I would love to because my winner is the Indiana Pacers. My losers, Boo. the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Fight me, Jake. <laughs> I don't care. Because, see, the Pacers have been slept on. Well, they're always continually slept on pretty much throughout the regular season. And they broke the Lakers' 14-game uh, winning streak on the road. This only their fourth loss of the season. And they can use the excuse that they were without Anthony Davis and all of that, but the Pacers had, haven't had Victor Oladipo since last year. So, I mean, it evens out. It was good. It was a really good game. Came down to the wire, as it usually does. But somehow the Pacers always have a way of kind of getting in LeBron's head, and it showed last night, so that was nice. He was like 0 of 6 from deep, and he missed a bunch of clutch free throws. So I'm just like, that's what you get, bro. Sounds good. <laughs> um, Alex, do you have any winners and losers? Yes, the winners... My winner would have to be Greg Joseph. We The Tennessee Titans just signed him. He used to be on the Cleveland Browns, and he was on the... Panthers practice squad, but now we actually got a kicker now. We signed him to a three-year deal as well, placing Ryan Suckup on engine reserve. So, I mean, silver linings. We actually have a kicker. And uh, the losers will have to be the XFL. I've seen a tweet this morning that said that there are selling jerseys, authentic jerseys for each of their teams for only $225. Oh, my Lord. Wow. That's, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, only. Yeah. Um, let me put that on my Christmas list. No, I, um, <laughs> no that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I know. Yeah, okay. Is that all you got, buddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to plan on going to a St. Louis Battlehawks home game. So if the jerseys are that expensive god knows how much the tickets are like if i'm paying i'm sorry if i'm gonna pay 225 dollars for a jersey i need a package where i can call the plays i can commentate <laughs> yeah, the seriously. game 
during and like box seats with like the biggest buffet known to man in St. Louis. Like, come on now. Dude, if you pay $225 for XFL jersey, they'll let you play. I think it's on there. Like, they'll let you I play. I don't want to play in that league, though. <laughs> <laughs> At least Fair play, enough. like, on special teams, something. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You can be, like, uh, one of the safeties or something on kick returns. <laughs> Hit somebody for no reason. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jake, do you have any winners and losers? Uh, yeah, start with the sadness uh, that the Niners seem to pee down their leg uh, late in the season with five defensive starters out. But, you know, whatever. Dean, got you on. What's up? What's up, D? How's it going, D. Furby? Can't hear you just yet, but I got you online, so that's all that matters. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. <laughs> got to hit that call in. Uh, no, so the Niners are my losers because every time it seems that I tune in to watch, it's like, oh, Pete on our leg time. This is great. Nice. This nice. is nice. This nice. is nice. Um, nice. Far as winners go, WKU men's basketball bench, which we'll get to later, but scoring, getting the victory in a game that doesn't count, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, you have any more winners and losers? No. <laughs> okay. It's been a quiet uh, week, man. Yeah. Let's. Uh, let me see if I can get our guest, DeAndre Special Furby. Guest. Do you have your uh, winners and losers, buddy? I'm not getting any audio. Let's see what's going on here. Um, so while we're working on that, uh, I'll do my winners and losers. Uh, winners, listeners, because we got our special guest. we got DeAndre Furby. Uh, once we can figure out how we I was can totally going to say that, but I knew you would, so I didn't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, Just plan it ahead. We'll pot him up somehow. No worries. Yeah, we'll get it going. Uh, but anyway, and uh, losers, uh, I got a little side story while we're waiting on Furby, um, is the introverts that are out at Christmas shopping. I oh, yeah. Say, um, my wife and I, we went Christmas shopping. Do you want to go last Friday? And I was like, no, nah, it's you know, it's crazy in town. No, nah, let's just wait. Oh, you thought waiting would be better? Well, I thought I'd wait till Saturday morning. So I'd go in okay, go yeah. at 11 or noon and we'd miss the crowd. Well, that was wrong. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you can yeah. just tell, too, because they got their heads down and they're like just trying to <laughs> shuffle away. Yes. Yes, completely. Uh, I'm going to call him through Facebook and we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Okay. Old faithful. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, uh, while this is ringing really loudly... Mm-hmm. Hey, Fur, buddy. Can you hear me? There we go. I got you. Okay, I can hear you now. There we go. Uh, so we've got DeAndre Furby on. Uh, Heck yeah. Yes. Thanks for coming yeah, out, man. Back. Extremely excited. Glad to have you on, buddy. Um, yeah. Uh, so just finishing up uh, my winners and losers real quick, and then we'll see if you've got any. Um so we went Saturday Christmas shopping, and there was nobody. We thought there wasn't going to be anybody. Well, it was packed everywhere. Ended up going to two places. Uh, the second place, we just called it quits and just went home, and I was like, I'll just order everything off Amazon. I'm not fighting this. This is ridiculous. Uh, so welcome to the show, Mr. DeAndre Furby. We'll call you D if you don't mind. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> so uh, what will uh, – do you have any winners and losers? 
as far as winners and losers, I go with winners. Uh, you know, I'm a national guy, so it's gonna hurt me a little bit. But uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Texans, man. That was a big win they pulled out this past weekend. It's a tight man in Tennessee. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. My biggest loser, he's been the biggest loser for quite some time now for a couple months going on. It's Antonio Brown, man. He just, he just, he's just not clicking right now. I don't know what's going on, but my biggest loser, he's playing himself right after me. Yeah, yeah, he kind of is, and it's kind of sad. I hate that for him because, uh, I mean, I I always loved him when I played him in fantasy football and stuff. That's what I was about to say, dude. That dude was so clutch <laughs> yeah. on my fantasy league every year. Oh, and, uh, and then, of course, you got – uh, you know, watching him on Hard Knocks and, you know, kind of cheering right. for yeah. his, uh, his uh, you know, comeback story that he had there. Uh, and you just hate that for him. But, you know, that's right. just how it goes. Uh, right. So while we got you on here, I'm going to ask you uh, a handful of questions right on my papers. Um, so, D, uh, what or who did you think of uh, when you did your uh, – when you, uh, when you would truck people in open field. Did you have anybody in particular? <laughs> <laughs> I guess now, man, since I'm, you know, I'm going involved for the time being, I mean, just kind of like a little, I guess, uh, just to admit, like, I, was actually, I actually hated getting hit. I actually hated getting hit. So it was just a matter of just hitting them before they hit me. So that way, they, the next time I come through the hole, they didn't want to hit me anymore. So it's just a matter of trying to, trying to Preemptive me. strike. I like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, from your highlights, that does not sound anything like what I would see. Because you were really – I mean, you've even got your own little mi- remix on uh, YouTube called yeah, Kid Fur. Yeah, that was sweet, man. I, uh, somebody sent me that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what's going on? I'm going to That's really funny. Okay. So uh, Matt McKay, who writes for the Tower Rack, uh, and I – we used to work uh, as support staff. I was a student trainer. Uh, he yeah. was a manager. Um, and, you know, we kind of dealt with the uh, coaching changes and such. Right. But how did that affect you as a player? Right, right, right. You know, when you have a coach where I have for um, I believe I have it for at least two or three years. So, you know, you kind of get used to everything. You to, you know, how the coach is coach. And, you know, certain things you can probably get away with. You know, it's just, it's just a, a whole culture that you get used to. And so when you're, you know, for my case, when I'm towards the tail end of, you know, just my playing career and everything like that for a switch to happen. Uh, it was kind of just like something I had to keep used to over the course of time, and I feel like I'm good at adapting. Um, I can't speak for everybody else, uh, but I feel like I adapted, you know, particularly well. I guess you could say, but it's definitely, it's definitely different because you got to get a whole different language to learn, and just you know, everybody gets their own set of rules and everything like that. So it was definitely different, but uh, I believe I adapted the best I could, and you know, it was what it was. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, from my point of view, I think you did a really great job uh, from going from one to the other. Um, right. So on that, what did you think was um, – how did you take their styles? You know, going right. from Braum to Sanford, you know, what was the styles right. like? Right. So with Braum, it, like with Braum, I believe we love him because – and it could be because we were winning too. But, you know, towards the – I guess you say it's almost like the peak of the season. Like we stopped wearing pads to practice. It was, it was almost it – almost in a sense of just a fast – walked through and like it was almost like a player's coach like we just you know we, we were winning so it was just like okay we're winning like let's just take care of our guys and uh, just do the work we got to do we don't necessarily have to bang bang every single practice and everything like that and i believe you know the players that made us want to keep winning we were like and we don't have to wear pads or practice like it's, it's beautiful and, just really yeah. out for us. and you know when sanford came in sanford brought that he was a young guy he's a young guy so it's just a matter of he brought that energy uh 
you know, we had we had music with Braum in practice and Sam brought the music to practice and I mean they got the guys going a little bit, man. So it was just two different two different culture styles and everything like that, uh, to each his own. But um, you know, I believe we did the best we could. Yeah, I, I mean I remember when Taggart was coaching, he enjoyed I mean, we would have warm ups and that's that's how you'd warm up. You just have music lesson. <laughs> And right. uh, I remember with uh, like Coach Elson, of course, I'm, I'm showing my age, but man, uh, so Elson, <laughs> yeah, uh, ancient man, dude, we, we had Coach Elson. He blasted Rocky Top the week before we played uh, Tennessee. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> D, that's Devin's favorite song in the world. Oh, oh of course. my goodness. Oh, oh yeah. Being <laughs> <laughs> like, like, from Tennessee, I hear that like every other day, like, it's, you know, church music. So, oh. yes. Oh. Bro, that's that's the worst. Um, so, so now that you're uh, kind of well, since you're not playing with Western anymore, obviously since right. you graduated, um, right. who do you cheer for? Do you have a player on the team, you know, or do you just cheer for the program yeah. as a whole? Man, I, I love the Tigers. Man, I, it's it's just everything that comes with the Tigers, just the culture and fans. Just, you know, just especially being on the other side now, it's just I kind of appreciate it even more, and I, you know. Um, as far as cheering, I mean, I cheered for the football team and every like you know, sports in general. Uh, obviously, I, I got I root for my guys, like the Lucky Jackson, Queen of Thunders. You know, even Gage Walkers, who was actually my locker man, I didn't know he just did a running back. But, uh, <laughs> but nice. uh, yeah, I, 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 so I cheer for them as a whole. Uh, and, uh, I love it. I'll, I'll definitely be tuning into the program. So, kind of on that same note, what were you thinking when – Gage got moved to running back. <laughs> I was actually in shock. You know, I got the message, uh, kind of like, I guess, the under-the-table message back in uh, probably around sometime in the spring, like, oh, thinking about moving Gage to running back. I'm like, what? I knew he's fast, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think <laughs> running back, you know. And, you know, when I saw the first carry he had on uh, the first game, I'm like, oh, he's a real deal. Like, he's a real deal. And obviously, he fits right into that you know, scheme of Coach Helton and everything like that. Uh, so I, I know I know exactly what he's seeing in the back. So I'm like, yeah, he, he's gonna really uh, take off in this. So you know, I, I'm I'm proud. I, I hit him up like that day uh, after the game, the first game. I'm like, man, you got it. And he's special. Man, just keep keep grinding. You know, obviously he has to learn the ins and outs and everything like that. But he seems like he's doing everything and take it off. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I was impressed. Um, I was disappointed because Samuel wouldn't get in the start, but yeah. like you said, after Gage, you know, he kind of just he, yeah. he shut everybody up. I mean, he did it. Yeah, for real. Um, so what do you think of the current coach, Tyson Helton? I, I love Coach Helton, man. Like, you know, he was there two years with me. So he was the guy who, when Leon went down, um, the ace was down as well. He, he was the one who, who put the ball in my hand and trusted me. And, you know, being an 18-year-old guy, that's, that's that's rare that, you know, a coach gives you know, all that trust. And he did. And he allowed me to go out there and, and play the best ball. He made me feel confident. I think that's the biggest part with, with players. You know, it separates the good players from great players is confidence. And then he, he gave me the confidence, let me know that he believed I could do it. Uh, it just really made me, you know, just go to a different level, I felt like. And, you know, I, I had another year as far as I had a six-year uh, eligible to come back this year, uh, you know, just with everything that went down, injury-wise and everything like that, I ended up not doing it. But by, by me knowing it was Coach Hurley, Man, I really, really, really <laughs> took that consideration, man. All, all the way down to probably the end of January, but again, I love, I love Coach Helton, man. I, I really do. I don't blame you. I mean, I, that would be really hard. I mean, especially when you know it's Coach Helton coming back, and you're right, like, ah, right. oh, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so. Uh, how did the injury affect you your sophomore year? I mean, as far as like your career, yeah, I mean, your yeah. mindset, you know, all that good stuff. Right. 
Man, that, that that injury that one I had my sophomore year, that one that one kind of hit kind of tough. Just because of you know the time period, you know, I was coming off a uh, quote unquote great freshman year. Uh, I had everybody everybody texting me, talking to me about hey, I'm this and that, so, you know, blowing my head up or whatnot. But I had a lot of hype yeah. coming from that season, uh, preseason dog walk and everything like that. I've never gotten that much attention. I'm a three star coming out of high school and everything like that. But you know, it was a lot of a lot of you know hype from that season. Then for the first play to uh, you know, to be the injury that I had, it, it, it was kind of surreal. I'm like, no, it can't be this. Uh, when it first happened, I thought I just dislocated my shoulder and I was probably back in, get back in the game. And a lot of people didn't even know I got hurt because it, it wasn't like it was a big hit or anything like that. It was just one of those freak accidents. Uh, when I had the surgery, they said that that injury mostly happens to people who get in motorcycle accidents. So, wow. uh, yeah, so it was just one of those freak accidents, man. Just It just happened. Um, and, you know, it took a while for me to really get over the hump as far as the, the mental factor of the injury because uh, what it was, the, uh, my SC joint was heading towards my uh, my esophagus. So it wow. was it was one of those things where, you know, and the crazy thing is we didn't figure that out until two weeks after the, the rehab process. We thought it was just like, you know, a bad bruise. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to play against Alabama. Uh, I don't know if you remember, it was 2016. We had Alabama like the next yeah. week. And I was going to play that game, but I'm thinking, okay, just a bruise. And he'd be the guy I am. Like, I was just bruised. I'll just wrap it up, you know, Good shot for the game, and I'm ready to go. Uh, I ended up going in for MRI, and they showed what it was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been off the season or something like that. But it took a while for my mental factors to get back. Uh, just, you know, really going to boom again. You know, it, just, it, 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 it was yeah. difficult. Oh, if I had to go over and, you know, uh, you know I, I wouldn't take it back for anything because everything that happened in the past, you know, helped, helped set up my future. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's something that I, I got to live with now. So, anyway, definitely, it was tough. That was a tough injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the funniest thing I ever heard a player tell me, he's like, you know, if you ever go into medicine or whatever and you have an injury come up like this, yeah. he's like, don't <laughs> tell the player when you go on the field and check them out, don't say, oh, shit, because that's what a person <laughs> <laughs> crazy, man. What's crazy is uh, when I went to the sideline, uh, I called ACN, and I believe it was like, it's like third, it's like third down or something. You know, one of my one of my packages. I went in the game. It happened, and I just well, I didn't go to the ground or anything. And I, I'm like, oh, something, something just happened. I thought, like I said, I thought this was ahead of my shoulders. So I, I, you know, sitting on Ace coming to the game. As soon as I get to the sideline, I collapse. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Brian Snyder, who was our trainer at the time, he uh, he lifts like down my shoulder pads a little bit, and he looks at you know where the injury had occurred at, and he looks at uh, Doc E. was just like Doc. <laughs> and I, and I I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he called Doc. Stuff got real. Yeah, it got real, man. Docky, Docky, got to get into it. It's like you, know, you got something going on. <laughs> Docky and I, the the fun fun story for you, the uh, Docky and I, uh, we're old roomies. Because oh, wow. because when we would go on uh, football trips, they'd always just put the two guy trainers <laughs> together. So we always got yeah. stuck in. Uh, and they still do that. So don't feel bad. They still do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't care. But yeah. what's, funny that's is, though, that's what's funny is, is Doc, he would, he would be out to like 11, 12 o'clock at night, you know, go out with the coaches or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like the old man sitting in the room. Of I'm like 20, 21. And he's coming in after midnight. And I'm like, man, this shouldn't this be reversed, you know? <laughs> You know, you, he was in his 50s or 60s at the time, so I was like that. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, let me scroll back down my list here. Uh, so what was it like for you winning back-to-back conference championships 15 yeah. and 16? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was, it was surreal. Like, you know, 16, obviously I was hurt, so I had to watch him the sideline. But uh, 2015, they, 
the year started out special. We knew it was going to be something special. Um, you know, coming out 2014, the first bowl win, everything like that. We had a, you know, a peak coming into that year. Like, you know, this, this Western team might be pretty good. And, you know, that it started off great. We beat, we beat uh, Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, and we just like, we knew it was something special. And, and, we just, and it ended up being like being that, and, you know, having be dowdy in the backfield and everything like that, man. It was just, it was it was a great team, great team chemistry and everything like that. It, it was definitely great, especially that that fan base when we had that that Southern Miss game. Uh, it was it was a feeling I'll never I I always remember everything we packed. Uh, it was a great feeling, man. I can't get them from that. I, I'm going to go back to that here to, here in just a minute, but yeah. uh, so the best or funniest prank while you were in the locker room on the hill. Oh man! So <laughs> this is back to bomb. I think it was twenty, maybe twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. We're in camp, and we always had this little thing where you know it was quote unquote we're going, aka we're going to the water park or something like that. <laughs> and so one day everybody just really thought we were going, and I don't know if if Coach Braun puts this together or or his, or his brother Greg or something like that, uh, who was the player of different player operation at the time, but. Uh, all these buses started coming past the, past the field. And, you know, when you're on the field, you can see the street. And so all these big buses start coming past. And we're like, we're actually going, you know, all this stuff. And we don't have any walking practice that we ever had. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. That's our best prank ever. That's pretty good. I'll tell you, one of uh, when I was there, uh, you probably don't remember, but it was Coach Wells. Uh, he's, yeah, I remember Coach Wells. I heard a lot of him. Okay, he coached, he's coaching at Eastern now, but he was yeah. the offensive line coach, and yeah. uh, Coach Mathis was the defensive line coach. We're in team, and they those two start yelling back and forth at each other. Oh, man. Yeah, and they're yelling, and he's like, hey, why don't you mind your own business over there? And he'll, he'll yell back, and he's like, hey, don't take nothing off those old linemen. They're soft. And he goes, they're soft. You're soft. And finally, they throw their – uh, scripts down or whatever, and they just start running at each other, and then they start throwing punches. And we're all sitting there watching. Holy crap! What is going on? And so you know, O line grabs Wells, D line grabs Mathis. They're yelling and everything. And the coach, Coach Elson at the time, he's like, "Circle up, chop your feet, chop, you know, pass oh. this, blah blah blah. What are y'all doing?" And we're like. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, the coaches were fighting. Why are the players chopping their feet? And then all of a sudden, he you know, starts blowing his whistle, and he's like, ah, I got you. And we're all like, what the? You know, you're like, what is going on here? You know, but it yeah. was funny. Um, but, yeah, the water park was always the greatest. Yeah, man. And, you know, they, they, they would tell the student trainers so we wouldn't, you know, fill up water and waste Gatorade and all this. Right, right. But, like, the first one year they told us, and so we had, they're like, don't tell anybody. You can't say anything to anybody. Don't say anything. But we didn't fill up the water boys all the way. And so the players are like, we're going. We're going. And I'm like, oh, you know. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was always a lot of fun. Um, so uh, who, was, who would you say is your funniest teammate that funniest you had? Uh, it was definitely – my funniest team I ever had was definitely uh, uh, Tyler Hickey. Tyler Higby, okay. Tyler Higby and Tanner Lee played defense and points. Them two together, like, they were probably one of the funny people. We always somehow on, like, near on the same plane, like, the same, uh, you know, plane seats together. And they were having laughing the whole, the whole trip. <laughs> Back and forth, man. They were so different. I tell you, somebody who I always thought was really funny that probably overlapped uh, was uh, Willie McNeil. 
Definitely. Definitely. Oh, Willie, Willie was funny too. Oh my gosh, Willie was great. <laughs> you just start yelling at somebody during practice on the sidelines, and, you, and you're like, "What is he saying?" You know? And you're like, "Oh, okay, I see." Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, best rivalry: MTSU or Marshall? Oh man. Okay, I'll, I, I'll be fair to both. Right. Both, <laughs> both the games had, you know, its own little, you know, whatever, little hate, and you know, gets, gets us going, players going, everything like that. But until you actually go to Huntington and actually experience that game, you know, like the way it is, like fans are right on top of you, it's just, I, I don't, it's nothing to top that. That like those games there are just, even the year, I believe, 2017, we weren't even that good. And, you know, we went up to Huntington and just, and, Cold and the fans, how, how everything, how they're, you know, they're, they're standing when you sit, the fans are right behind you. Uh, that, was, that, that, that energy there was, <laughs> was unbelievable. So I, 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 I definitely got to go style with Marshall and Marshall Rivalry, but MTSU definitely carries the wrong So, follow up. I know I'm, so, I'm kind of going off script a little bit here. No, but, he's good, man. Um, so, how was it beating them? What was that? Was that 15 when they were number 25? Was that right? That was 14. That's 14. 14. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of that? that, that and that was the one that actually got everything going. I believe mean, they created all the moonshine, and something like that. After that game. Like, yep. It was just we went in, but the thing is, we went into that game knowing that we're gonna beat these guys today. I know they had uh, a quarterback's name was uh, C, but he was pretty good and everything. But we just like it was just a feeling that we just knew. And I believe, like I said, that next year of us winning, you know, Tom's title. It was just we just the mentality that the players had at the time. We just knew like twenty years we're gonna beat these guys and we're gonna call it a day. And you know, Brown showing the guts to go ahead and call that two point burden and everything like that. And that's a play that we ran in practice and it, it, it would always somewhat happen. Like they would drop the ball somewhere else, happen, but it was always open. And so we knew when the play was called, it, it was gonna work out. And so you know, it was what it was. Yeah, I mean, and that that. Going to Willie, that was just the greatest thing watching. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, you know, just icing on the cake there. Um, right. Yeah, and I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm a big MTSU rivalry guy because, yeah, yeah. The, you know, just going back from from our history when I was there, I mean, we just hated MTSU. Locker room <laughs> suck. I mean, we had a locker room one time. I mean, it's it sucked. It was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But every year, like, recent history like mm-hmm. i just hate marshall i, I mean I they beat us by like like one point you know like this past yeah. year they're like right. we're taking out the trash when they beat us in yeah. football and i'm just like you know what <laughs> i can't say it on this show right now but yeah you guys <laughs> right like, uh, so is there anything that you're working on uh that you would like to share you know uh i mean right now man i obviously uh, what i'm working on it's being a dad, man. I just had a baby girl back in uh, back in July, back in first, man. So I'm, I'm I'm really just trying to work it out, trying to see how like, how everything goes. I'm still learning every day, man. So just uh, I'm just trying. My name's London London Marie Furby, man. So I'm just I'm trying my best to uh, be the best dad I can for her, man. I'm just trying to learn things and out. So I know some of y'all probably got some tips for me or something like that, man. So that's good. Uh, that's really what I'm working on, man. I have a good company right now with ACA, so it's just, you know, just a matter of me just uh, putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. I'm Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Yes, Thank congratulations. Um, Jake had a little back in May of last year, right? It's May? 
This May, yeah. She's uh, she'll be seven months soon. So yeah. all I can say is uh, sleep when you can, and that's that's literally and and accept help. If anybody's willing to help, take it. Don't because yeah. The second you turn it down, you'll be like up at four. You know how it is. You'll be up at like four in the morning with a crying baby, going, "Oh my God, why didn't I let Grandma help?" Right. This <laughs> coming to work in the morning, so I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a good girlfriend, man. She, she definitely, uh, I call her superwoman. She definitely, she handles it all, man. Handles it all. But every time Grandma calls, wants, wants the baby, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, come on over, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so I'm taking all these notes because I've got a little girl coming in January, uh, January thirty oh, first. So. Oh, okay, man. Good and he's hoping for Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes, I am. I am open for a groundhog baby because I think people know you. So I'll open it up to the other guys if you don't mind, D. Um, yeah, Jake, do you have any questions for for Furby? Um, no, man. You can't. You you asked all the questions we had. I, it just a, a funny thing. You, you talked about how you know when when Coach Brown called that two point conversion. You knew well. You knew somebody was going to be open. You knew it was going to work. And right, you kind of right. came in that game knowing you guys were going to win. I heard a couple years ago. When Brom took the Purdue job, uh, I think he hired Marshall's running back coach uh, yeah. to be part of the squad. And I heard an interview, and I just want to know maybe if there's any truth to this. But when when the when the if you heard you know when the pregame scuffle we'll call it happened, the coach said when that happened, I knew right then that we had lost that game because the tops had got in our guys' heads so bad. That they couldn't execute. That it was. That it was. He said, "I knew we were going to lose right then." And he's like, "And I'm pretty yeah. sure Coach Brown did that on purpose." Right. And I've always thought, yeah. "Man, probably." Nah, yeah, it's definitely some truth to that. You know, Barkley, Barkley coached me in 2016. I didn't get to play football, obviously got hurt first play, but he definitely that definitely was something that you know. Yeah, it was definitely something he brought up. <laughs> time yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah, it, it set the tone definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That. That whole pregame fight, I mean, it just, it just, yeah, it just escalated everything so much. And it's a great picture of that, too. I'm not sure where it is. It's a great picture of, like, us and, like, 50 yard line and them on the other side. It's a great picture. Uh, Alex, do you have any questions for D? Yes. This is going to be a very off the wall question, but I want it to be very entertaining just because I love this interview and where it's going. Do you have any funny, do you have any funny on the road stories like traveling to different places any funny stories yeah man so uh let's see 20, 2015 when we went to miami the bowl game uh i think we played south florida all right so miami is miami like i don't think i got to disclose what miami is so Miami's right so <laughs> you know everybody everybody you know we stayed at the fountain blue where all the famous people that you know of stay and go to from time to time and, but we're in Miami. We're right on the end. I believe that the, the bowl community might have said, we played South Florida, so I think they were trying to get us out to some type of event. But they, our hotel was, like, right on the strip. Like, you know, everything. So everybody is going their own way and this and that. Mind you, we had practice probably at, like, 8.30 that next morning. So <laughs> so everybody, it's, like, 7.30, all getting taken out there. There's only, like, two people in there. Obviously, I'm not in there either. But I get in there. When I finally get in there, everybody is just moving, like, just fell out. It was all over the floor. They, we, we got packages in my that we come like thirty minutes. Everybody just laid out and everything like that. It's just, <laughs> like, 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 army like it just it looks bad. It looks really bad. <laughs> and you're like, this is supposed to be practicing soon. Like this is this isn't good. 
So we get out on the practice field finally, and all of a sudden, Ace runs, and all of a sudden, it just seems just like a straight line <laughs> come out and just throws up everywhere. I'm like, oh man, this, this is this is not good. But you know, we I, the team that we weren't at yet, and then we came to put together and got us a good ball position, so it was all good. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that is so hilarious. Miami will definitely do that to you. Oh my god! It definitely will, man. It was, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Jerry, go ahead. Do you have any questions for for D? Yeah, I got one. Going back to the first Conference USA title in 2015 yeah. and everything, like I was a student, that was my senior year, and I remember rushing the field and everything and just how wild that was from a fan experience because, I mean, me, right. I'm like 5'4 and 120 pounds, and here I am with all these big football players. I was standing next to George Fant and everything. <laughs> yeah. From a player perspective, what's it like when you're out there celebrating with everybody and then all of these people are just kind of coming up to you and everything? Yeah, I have pictures to this day with people I had have no idea who they are. They <laughs> <laughs> um, my DMs on you know Instagram, Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I don't even know who you are, but you know, it was just everybody was coming from everywhere. People were jumping off the you know the, the hill and everything like that. It was it was definitely surreal, man. And we just wanted to give that to Bowling Green. I believe that you know we I'm, I'm so glad it's in Bowling Green and everybody got the stream ended up being the same thing the next year. But it, it was just a surreal feeling knowing that we were we made history as a you know, first team. Championship and everything. It was just, it was just, it was just surreal. And seeing everybody had the support we had uh, from that long season, and like that, it, was, it was definitely great. Uh, I believe a couple helmets got stolen. Oh, <laughs> <That's> oh. <laughs> oh come on, guys! Like, man, what's going on with me? I mean, they, they took the helmets. We don't know where they're at. Somebody out there got some fun fifteen edition conference championship helmets. So somewhere out there. <laughs> Yeah, you check it. You check eBay for that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that reminds me of Jake's story. Since I mean, oh yeah, we don't have a lot of uh, sports news today, but I mean, there was signing day, but still. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jake, you want to cover that real quick? Yeah, I mean, it was so me and my buddy uh, went, and we were all excited, and you know, we had we had you know, just graduated like in 2014 and, and it was, we were having a good time. We, you know, kind of snuck in the student section. That was the first year they had the big uh, WKU flag and yeah. uh, he had a pretty good job. I was still in school. Uh, so he was like, Hey man, I got, you know, you covered for the uh, frosty wheat sodas. And right. so <laughs> needless to say, by the end of the game, we're feeling real good and so we obviously you know we jumped over we get on the field you know we're screaming one more time everything's going great and then he looks at me and and he's a lot you know i'm i'm, I'm like jared i'm a little dude i'm like five six and he, he's a lot taller than me you know six foot whatever and he looks at me and goes let's go in the locker room and i was like wait what he goes follow me and i'm like i can't and so I just grabbed his after we got pictures like Brom and and uh, I can't I think maybe Lamp we got a couple good pictures, and so I've got a hold of his jacket, and we just because you know how it is man when everybody's going into the locker room you got family you got the best friends you got yeah. all you guys just going down the tunnel, and nobody's really paying attention, everybody's just happy, and so we get in the locker room and I'm like, dude what are we doing, <laughs> and so and again, in a, we're 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 feeling good we're happy. Um, and so we start getting pictures with guys. I got a picture with Brandon, uh, with, with Brandon Dowdy, and then uh, a bunch of the players. Again, I don't remember who. I still got the picture. We're like, "Hey, man, can you take our picture?" I was like, "Yeah." So I'm like taking pictures of the players for them. And then right after the selfie with Dowdy, 
uh, I don't know if it was a trainer or a handler, whoever it was, came up to Brandon and was like, hey, are these your people? He's like, no, man, these ain't my people. And so then we were kindly asked to, you know, go ahead and get out of there. Um, but I'll remember that forever uh, as much as you can through the haze. But just talking to Jared, like, that was that was kind of wild. It was like, what has happened, dude? It's like, yeah. It was pretty awesome. As long as you didn't take any helmets on your way out. See, I did not see any helmets. I, that y'all would have known that. Uh, no, we weren't in any train of thought to take any helmets. To be honest with you, there were two big dudes telling us to leave. So we're like, all right, we got our pictures. We're good. See y'all. Yeah, right. amazing. Yeah, Jake, don't you have two helmets sitting on your mantle? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 for sure. So some big news. We're gonna go ahead and move on. Um, Signing day today, uh, big day for a lot of uh, Western uh, future Hilltoppers. Uh, we've got 15 signees thus far. Uh, some of them are going to sign early, and they're going to come on up to the hill. Uh, Noah Whittingly, running back, 5'10", 195 from Georgia. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley, wide receiver uh, from Missouri, Lee Summit. Uh, Darius Ship, he's coming on up, too. He's a defensive tackle. Um, let's see. Desmond. Des I'm going to say it's Desmond. I'm going to probably screw up a bunch of names here. Probably. Desmond Robertson. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Spencer Owens, he's tied in about 6'4". He's from Lakewood, California. Uh, this wow. is the one that's going to get me. This is the one. David Nduque. Nduque? Is that it? Did I say it I right? I think so. Nduque? Yeah. Yes. Good. Finally. That was the one. I was, I was like, practicing it before the show. Uh, Colt Jackson is another one. And Nickel... Uh, Nicholas Dace, uh, those are all, and Talik Allen is going to come early. Uh, other than that, we got John Blunt, Craig Burt, Travis Collier, Mark Good, uh, Wesley Horton, Grady Robinson, Darius, uh, no, I already said Darius, sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's everybody that's signed today. We're expecting some more uh, transfers, you know, all that good stuff. So we got those guys to look forward to in the spring. Um, so, D, what do you think as far as, like, JUCOs being signed? Do you like that? Do you not like that? What do you think? Well, I like it, man. I, I don't feel like we had enough of that, uh, you know, the last two years. We, you know, at Western, we didn't have enough with enough JUCO guys. Uh, JUCO guys know that they're usually the guys who, who come in and play pretty early. I know when I when I was there, we had, uh, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Omar, 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 Omar. Uh, and a couple other guys there, but Juco guys you come in there already, you know, they're already, you know, strong bodies already, and everything like that. And plus, I like I like the early, uh, the early guys who come in early because you get you get a jump start on everything. I, I, I really like that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to say everybody because there's always an exception, but I feel right. like some JUCOs work harder than, uh, you know, some you know kids that just sign and come to Western. Does that make sense? No, most definitely. I mean, if you watch, you know, the, the, the show and everything, like, you know, and the stories I heard about, like, the people guys, like, they work hard, but they're not trying to go back to where they were. Like, it's, exactly. it's, it's a welcome to Juco, like, so, you know, when they finally make it to the Division One program, they just doing it their all. You can definitely see it in the eyes when they put that. So, so I'm taking it that you've watched, uh, uh, it's not Hard Knocks, what is it? Last uh, Chance You. Last Chance You. Last Chance You. Yes, Last Chance You. So, are, have you seen yeah. it? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> so what do you think of, uh, is it Coach Brown? Isn't that the latest oh, yeah. one? Yeah, 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 that's him. <laughs> so what do you think of him? 
I mean, you know, it just depends on what kind of player you are, man. Just, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I really, I, I don't know. Like, if I was playing for him, I feel like he, he would have, he would have some good and bad days where I'm like, okay, coach, you know, cool. And then some days you're just like, all right, man, you, you know, you make a map. You know, I, I don't know, man. It just depends on kind of good about being. I, sometimes he goes overboard. I want to say sometimes. I say 99.9% of the time he goes overboard. But, you know, it is what it is. He was winning, so, I mean, shake. Yeah. So, uh, well, spoiler alert, he got fired, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> In case you'll have it watched. <laughs> spoiler alert for everybody listening. Um, but, um, so if you had to choose between Coach Brown and uh, Buddy Stevens, who would you go to? Oh, my God. That's, that's like a loose, loose play. <laughs> 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 I, I'm going to go with Coach Ah, man. I go with Coach Brown. I, I'm okay. Really the mood I'm in tomorrow might be different. But, um, yeah, I'll <laughs> just put it like that. Okay, okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I don't. That's my thing. That's a tough call because I yeah. think Buddy Stevens. Um, I think he's um, he's a hard ass. Yeah. You know, PG thirteen here. Um, I think he's hard, but like Coach Brown, I just I don't know. I, I don't. You know, he's one of those you just like. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And plus the uh, the counselor that was at uh, East Mississippi or whatever it is, she was pretty cute. Yeah, for oh, yes, the, for an older well, I won't say older. I guess she's most, most definitely. She's most like definitely. five years older than me, but she's uh, I mean, she's pretty nice for that age. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, I'm going to try this every day. My wife's not so I can say that stuff right now. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. It's fine. Oh, she listens when she comes yeah. home. Oh, early, okay, well. downstairs she hears everything I say, and then I get to I get a report afterward. Like, oh, why, did you, oh. why did you do that? And I'm like, okay, all right. Um, so we'll go over to women's basketball real quick. The Lady Tops are going to play Sam. Well, they played uh, they played Sanford on the 15th. Uh, they won 88-84. Great job. Um, and just so you know, it is like nearly impossible to find stats for women's basketball games. But Creech, yes, they did. Uh, Creech had 26 points, 10 for 10 field goals, and four of five free throws. And uh, the guard Myers uh, had 20 points, eight of 14 for uh, Sanford. Uh, Western did pretty good. Uh, shot about 40% from three, 56% from the field, and had 13 turnovers, two less than Sanford. And they had two less rebounds than Sanford. So, you know, a little work there. But, I mean, all in all, I'll take the W. Always. Yes. yes. Um, so, what did you all think, uh, Jared? What, did you watch the game? Did you? I know no, I didn't get to see it. I got to see the music exhibition last night a little bit. I was watching my Pacers beat up on the Lakers a little bit, so <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I was doing. Uh, did anybody? Did anybody watch? You talking about Matt was on here? He would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if Matt was on here, we'd be good, but no. Um, looks like Sanford is uh, three and nine for the year. They're one and three, um, but you know, I don't think they're a great team. Um, I think they're all right as far as Sanford's concerned. Um, but you know, Western just you know they put in the work they want. Uh, then they played Purdue on the 18th, which was earlier today. Today, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, uh, they played them earlier today and lost 67-50. Um, that's that's not a bad effort in my mind. Um, the girls, uh, you know, they shot 34% from the field, shot 23% from three points, 
they had less turnovers this game at 17, and they had let way less rebounds. Uh, Purdue had 44 rebounds, and the tops had 28. Mm-hmm. So to me, that looks like they weren't even going up after it. So, uh, so Purdue was uh, really putting in the work there. Um, so, we're going to skip on to men's basketball. The Lady Tops play again on the 2nd of January, so we will get to watch them next decade. Uh, they played North Yeah, Texas. right. <laughs> Slid that dad joke in there just for the fun of it. Uh, Got to practice, North- man. Very important. Thank you. They play North Texas, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Then they play Rice on the 4th at uh, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. And I can't find that game uh, if it's televised. So it may be on um, like the IGN Sports Network or whatever for you all want to listen. And uh, they play again on the 9th. They play UAB, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern, I'm assuming 11 a.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus, So you can check that game out. Uh, For those of you who are off and get to enjoy basketball games. Um, so let's go back to football because that's what I really want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> going to be playing in the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. Um, the FBI is favoring Western Michigan 55.9. Really? Which, which is hilarious to me, yeah, because the spread has been at three and a half. Hmm. I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't yeah, know. I don't either. I don't either. I don't, I don't know if they just don't know anything about Either one of the Western. Maybe they clicked on the uh, wrong Western. I think that's what they did. Yeah, Probably like Western Illinois or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Jake, what do you think of the uh, Western Michigan? Uh, what do you think? How do you think the tops are going to fare going into this game? I mean, they have surprised me all year long. So I am now just in the tank. Like, go, go absolutely just obliterate it, man. I, I would have loved to have seen a more exciting matchup. But, I mean, D could talk about this. Like, you still get hyped. It's a it's a bowl game that Western now has had some, but you know not historically. And this was a team that we didn't know what they were going to do, and they come out and surprise everybody. So get the guys some reps, go get a win, and let's use this to like build momentum into a ten win season next year. Right. So Jared, what do you think as far as the game? I'll let, I'll let you answer real quick while I'm googling something. Yeah, I mean, just looking at Western Michigan, I don't know why they would really be favored in this at all. Their most impressive win they had was against Central Michigan, which was the winner of the MAC, and they did all right. But, I mean, just looking at the competition that we've had versus what they've had is definitely a lot different. Western's had a lot tougher schedule going up against teams like Marshall, FAU, I mean, all of those teams. Of course, obliterating an SEC team on the road, that definitely Dude, helps. so good. Yeah, and I just think that this, I mean, it might be kind of a close game. I mean, you never know what can happen in a bowl game, but I, I still think that they're going to show up with the right mindset, and I think that they're going to try to take all this momentum and end on a good note, especially against a team like Western Michigan. I mean, they'll show up for it, I feel like. So I'm going to come to you in a minute, Alex. I haven't forgot about you. But right, yeah. I'm going to go to D real quick. D, uh, you were there from, like, what, 14 to 18, right? Right. Okay, so you had Central Michigan, you had South Florida, Memphis, and then Georgia State. What is, as a player's point of view, when you go from like a Central Michigan, South Florida, you know, who's kind of like a mid-major to uh, Georgia State, you know, what do you, you know, as a player, can you get up as hyped as you would playing somebody like that, or is it just kind of like, eh, let's just go here? Right. 
Right, right. And I think the South Florida they had a coach started running back at the time, uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, I think Memphis. I don't know if they had. I don't think they had Paxton Lynch then, but they had. So I think they had some pretty good players. I had Anthony Miller as the Bears now, so they had some pretty good players then. So going from those games to to a Georgia State, I think you know it was just the mentality of the team. You know, we you know we were dead even up we were, I don't know six or six or something like that. So we were all dead even. So it was just a matter of we just wanted the ball game. So by just being a ball game period. Uh, we definitely got up for it and, you know, wanted to win that game. Obviously, you know, we came up short and everything like that. So, uh, it just depends on, you know, everything like that. I feel like this team here, they've kind of been doubted the whole the whole year, like by everybody, you know. It's just I feel like they want to solidify this season and, and, and regardless of who it is, and they just want to go out there, and, you know, and, and play top football. So, I believe, you know, they, they will go out there and be hyped, just as hyped as they were playing FSU, who I thought, you know, they might end up being the matchup. Uh, but, you know, I respect Western Michigan. I believe it's probably going to be a, you know, a heck of a game, so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, so kind of going back to uh, the team and stuff, with um, with Ty Story coming in with uh, Stephen Duncan getting hurt, um, who – well, let me, let me think about my question. I'll go to Alex real quick while I'm working this <laughs> out of my head. Alex, what do you think, buddy? I think it's going to go in our favor – some quick stats about Western Michigan that I pulled up via sports reference. They are 25th in the country in points a game, 34.2. They have a 7-5 and record, 5-3 and record in the MAC, And for their offense, it's kind of touch and go. They have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Mainly their top rusher, Levante Bellamy. Already he has close to 1,500 all-purpose yards and 23 touchdowns. So he's out with, uh, currently he's questionable with a knee injury. So it's unclear if he's going to play against Western in the ballgame or not. That's something to look up. Their passing, I mean, it's kind of not... The greatest, Josh? No, John Lusink. It's not the greatest. I mean, it's like it's kind of hard to tell with this offensive system. Like Josh Winsink, he has sorry, John Wasink. It's got a weird last name. Twenty nine hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, seven interceptions with a one thirty eight seven rating. One guy that I'm gonna do some more scouting on. It seems like a really good player is on their defense. His name is Treshawn Howard, 132 total tackles, 11 for loss, and 4.5 sacks. So if we can keep Hayward at bay with the offensive line, I feel like we're going to do pretty good. I feel like it's going to go 30 points in our favor. As long as they don't have Corey Davis, I think we got a shot. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are for playing, real. Yeah, we're, we are playing Corey Davis you. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you look on ESPN's website, uh, under Western Michigan. It's got their schedule and all that good stuff. But one of the videos it has, the top video is Ohio lineman lines up at wide receiver, does a cartwheel mid-play. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's wild. But I'm just kind of going through their schedule. But um, So, D, um, were you surprised at how well Ty Story played? Being, I mean, I guess him being a transfer from the SEC, but still, uh, were you surprised at how well he did? I was just really surprised how fast he picked up on, on Helton's offense. Helton's offense isn't the easiest thing to just, you know, come in and just go ahead and, and go berserk like he did. And he, he came in after after Stephen got dunked, after Stephen got hurt, which I was, I was you know, I, I sent my condolences to him. 
he'll come back strong. But once he came in, he just you know took it as if he'd been there for three years. Uh, and he, he added another, you know, a, a running back. I did. I, I was surprised the most. I knew he probably throw the ball uh, playing in the SEC. I was surprised the most at his mobility. And how, he was. I mean, he was a running quarterback. I mean, I, I was really surprised by that. He, he added a whole different element uh, along with Gage out there. To, he opened up the whole offense by his mobility. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, the, I I completely agree with you. I hope Stephen Duncan gets better, um, but. The only thing I wish I saw him on the sidelines with his little uh, scooter. I really wish he had like one of those Walmart scooters, like the real <laughs> bad ones. So he had to go play. Uh, but going back to the schedule for Western Michigan, uh, they played Miss, uh, Michigan State. Uh, they lost to them. They lost to Syracuse. Lost to Toledo. Lost to Eastern Michigan. I'm assuming that's who that is. And they lost to Northern Illinois. I mean, as far as our resume is concerned, we lost to Central Arkansas, so we can't really say much there. Uh, but being yeah, a that's five. the beginning of the year, though. I yeah. A lot, of, a lot changed since that game. I'll put it there. literally. Completely agree. Um, and I wasn't in the get on the lifeboats ship whenever, or I wasn't in you know bailing you know whenever they lost to Central Arkansas, because you have to learn the system. These guys got to learn the system. However, you know, going from Sanford to Helton, however it was, um, you know, those games they got blew out in. So there's, you know, 50-point losses. Um, the Eastern Michigan, they lost by, like, seven. Uh, Toledo, they lost by, like, eight-ish. Uh, seven, I'm sorry. I can't count. And uh, Northern Illinois, they lost by three. But, you know, their other games, they're winning 48-13, 57-10, 31-15. So to me, it seems, without watching film on this team, that they are a very high-powered offense, uh, maybe not as uh, high-powered defense, uh, so I'm expecting something similar to like an FAU. Uh, I don't know, uh, Jared. If you, do you agree with this, or do you? What do you think, buddy? No, I kind of feel the same way. I get what you're saying for sure. Like, I mean, I would be lying if I said I saw a single Western Michigan game this year. I mean, I just keep up with Conference USA. I'm not really big into the MAC and everything, and they didn't really have too many dominant teams outside of Central Michigan, who did pretty solid, but. I mean, I haven't been able to look at any footage of them, but I still don't want to sleep on them and everything. So I think they'll still show up for it, regardless of who it is, whether it's Western Michigan or Michigan. I completely agree. I think uh, I think Furby kind of covered it earlier when he said that this team's going to show up. Uh, they're, they're gotta, they've got to prove us wrong. Um, I was one of those that said, you know, we'd be lucky to go 5-7 and seven this year. Um, and they blew that out of the water a long time ago, and I was extremely happy when they did. Uh, I love it when the guys prove me wrong. I am fine with eating crow pie. Um, but, uh, you know, and as far as, like, Western Michigan stats, they're going, they're averaging about 457 yards per game. So, to me, that sounds like an FAU team. Um, you know, just like a high-powered offense, not as strong as a defense. Their defense isn't as strong. They're, they're allowing 414 yards per game. And, of course, that can be, you know, blown up a little bit with the uh, – uh, with their uh, teams they faced, you know, the Mich- Michigan State, yada, 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 yada. Um, so, Alex, what, did you th- what do you think is going into this game? I feel like it's going to be an offensive game where we're just going to come out swinging, get the lead in early, and then defense is going to take care of things. I really feel like D'Angelo Malone is going to stand out this game. I think so, too. I think uh, that, that kid, I just – 
a young man, I should say. He's he has just had an amazing season this season uh, with uh, getting a defensive touchdown. I mean, all the sacks he's been getting. Yeah. I, Furby, I'm just glad you didn't line up against him. That's all I got to say. Man, he's he's special. I, like when he first came in, I thought he was a Duco guy, and they were like, "No, he's you know 17, 18. I'm like, "No, no way." <laughs> I knew he was gonna be special. I, I was honestly surprised. You know, he 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 definitely had a great year, man. I, I'm just, I would be surprised if next year if he's not going high in the NFL track because he's athletic, man. He, he's, he's a monster. I agree. Um, and kind of something I was talking about last week, um, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is that I wish that football would allow for young athletes, you know, playing in college, whatever, to go to the draft. And if they get undrafted, they can come back to college. Right, right. I agree. I mean, it's like that for some sports. Uh, yeah, bas- uh, baseball's like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think basketball, they can go to the um, – like they can, yes, like that. yeah, they can get uh, they can get checked out and everything like that. But yeah, that's yeah. what Charles did. Yes, I, yes, I agree. I agree. So the next thing I, I think you know, the end goal, I definitely, <laughs> definitely go ahead and try to see what's going on because the guy, guy is I, I watch a lot of football and everything like that. And I mean, he's he's right up there. You know, you put him on any other team, you know, they might not be able to watch a lot of wrestling games. You put him on any other team around the country, and he'll definitely be noticed. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean. Yeah, D'Angelo Malone's done an amazing job. Uh, and, I mean, Gage Walker, too. But uh, So, let me ask you this. Do you think Gage Walker should go to the draft this year, or should he wait and kind of build his uh, kind of running back resume? For one more yeah, yeah. He'll, probably, he'll probably stay. I believe he can stay you know, for another year to see what's going on and everything like that. But he definitely put a name for himself. I mean, it's only just a matter of him just you know, learning the, the kinks as far as you know, pass attention and everything like that. You know, he has the speed, he has the elite speed, I'll put it like that. It's just a matter of him, you know, just learning the ins and outs. And, and, you know, just continue to build on what he did this year. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So let me, I don't want to I don't want to undercut what he's done, but do you see anything that he could work on? Uh, as far as, like I said, it's just, you know, knowing the key. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, everybody can, I won't say everybody, but it's easy to go out there and run the ball and run that. That's what you do, you know. It's just a matter of learning the, the, the other things but that the scouts really pay attention to the pass protection and, you know, your route running and, you know, being able to win your one-on-one and, you know, and patting you know, playing routes. That, those things are really important. Those are those little things. Uh, most importantly, like I said, pass protection is really on that. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so we're going to scoot over to men's basketball real quick, which is not my fourth AD. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, – on the 21st, um, men play uh, Rhode Island, which, uh, fun fact, I think there's like five counties in Rhode Island. That's it. That's There's only five because it's so small. Um, but Western or Rhode Island is actually favored 66.5 in their BPI, which, again, it seems kind of high to me. Just saying. Um, I don't know how good Rhode Island is. Alex, do you know anything about Rhode Island? I'm trying to look them up right now. I do know that they play in the Atlantic 10, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. See, you and I are about the same. I don't, ch- I don't watch basketball that much. I, you know, I watch Western, and that's about it. Uh, they, Rhode Island is actually first in the Atlantic 10. Um, so they're favored to win the conference. Yeah, they're they've they lost to Maryland, who was number seven. Let's see who else. 
they really don't have a lot of big wins under their belt. They beat North Texas. Uh, they they beat Alabama, which that's not saying much either. You know, I mean, it's not football; it's basketball. Um, they've got us, and then they play MTSU the following week. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. Um, we'll talk about them uh, in two weeks because we're going to take next week off, obviously, with it being Christmas. Um, but Rhode Island is six and three for the year, five and zero oh at home. Um, of course, Charles Bass is our leading scorer. Uh, he's out for the year. Uh, they've got a Russell. Uh, rebounds. Obviously, they got Charles Bassey. Again, he's out. Uh, they got Langvine and assists Russell. And we got Hollinsworth, finally. I figured we'd have Bassey again for assists. Um, but, yeah, we'll just – I mean, we'll just have to see how it goes. Western's averaging about 80 points a game. They're averaging 74. Uh, uh, Brett is telling me that uh, the pref- in the press conference they said they are very tough. And will be a tough hustle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that they uh, wrote up a little article about that on the towel rack, but I haven't had time to check that out today. Um, but uh, so, I mean, I, I agree. I think they are going to be a tough team. Uh, so, D, I'll get you back in here. Did you uh, did you go to a lot of basketball games when you were at Western? I did. Man. I actually, I, I actually, that's like my first love. That's what I thought I was going to go to college play. So uh, I definitely, you know, we always just, I used to be impressed all the time thinking I was, I was still that guy, but I definitely was not. But uh, I definitely, I enjoy going to the basketball game. Huh? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> fun story for you. I'm not going to mention any names so that they could, they're not going to get in trouble now. <laughs> but uh, I had, uh, there was some football guys I remember when I was in college, and uh, they would sneak into the basketball games. And, like, I would, I, you know, we would have to do something, you know, have to go to fiddle to do this or do that. And right. pop your head in and look, and there'd be like five or six of the uh, Western football players sitting up in the rafters. And I'm like, <laughs> I know they didn't pay. They just snuck in, you know. They, yeah. it was the, everybody knew the code to get in the back door, get off, so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex, yes. what do you think? How do you think Western's going to do against Rhode Island? I feel like it's going to be a tough game, but I really feel like. With the depth, like, I watched a little bit of the K-Dub game last night, and without Bazzi, our depth is really going to shake up and wake up some people. Like, with Gabriel, Rawls, Horton, Horton especially, I feel like Horton is going to break out with the opportunities given. Like, he's going to continue that shift. He looked really good yesterday, him and Gabriel both. So, I feel like depth is going to be the huge issue going forward. So, I actually like our chances against Rhode Island. I feel like it's going to be one of those games where it's like you wouldn't expect to have a good performance, but keep the turnover ratio under control, and I feel like we're going to do fine with this game. So speaking of the exhibition, before I forget, um, so obviously, Alex, you watched. Um, so was there a worry that we were going to lose that one? What did you think? Against Kentucky Wesleyan? Yes. No, not at all. I mean, it's Kentucky Wesleyan. Like, come on now. Like, I think the biggest shock in a game would be, like, we would be winning up, like, 10 points or something. Well, I was trying to follow along, and uh, uh, Jared actually posted uh, on our little group message thing that he's like, if you know, even if Western loses, I'm floating on cloud nine with the Pacers win. So I was like, <laughs> you know, part of me's going, is, was there a worry? Were we going to lose that one? You know, what's going on? Um, I feel like the biggest worry was, like, okay, how 
this was the first game without Bazzi, so I think more concern was how is the team looking forward, like, post-Charles Bazzi. So, Rhode Island and Belmont, obviously, are going to be the two biggest tests, but just, it's nice to get an exhibition win, regardless. I hope it's nice, but... Yeah, completely agree. Um, D, what did you, what would advice would you give Charles? If you could tell him, you know, going into this injury, you know, what would you say right. to him? The answer is a matter of uh, keeping your head up and just trusting, trusting the doctors and the trainers. And don't don't try to be impatient. And I think the biggest thing with us athletes, once we get hurt, we just think, okay, we can bounce right back and get right back into it. But it's just a matter of just t- taking this time, man. And, you know, he, he has a great support system, you know, with probably with his family and also just the Western family as a whole. You know, he'll he'll come right back strong. I hated the I saw the injury. I saw it. I, it, it was gross. I was hoping for the best. Um, but, you know, it, things happen. All these sports we play have 100% injury rate, so it's just a matter of him just staying focused, uh, you know, knowing who he is within himself. And then you know, when he comes back, he comes back strong. I know, I know he will. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I think, um, I think Charles is going to be fun. Um, I think Mike Gaddy is still the trainer there. He's a great guy. Um, does a great job working with the doctors. Um, I think Dr. Beard finally retired, so that's been a few years. But uh, uh, yeah, but Gaddy will take great care of him. I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's it's like you said. Um, you know, you got to keep your head up. You know, you know, keep everything you know going 100. And um, what I'm trying to get to is uh, there was a football player at Western. Uh, his name was Dusty Bear. Um, he'll love it that I'm telling, talking about him. Uh, but he um, he probably had the most tattoos of anybody I ever saw. He played defensive line. Um, Dusty broke his ankle, so hopefully I'm out of uh, HIPAA liability here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he broke uh, he broke his ankle out of the bone. I think he chipped it. He ended up coming back in two weeks. Yeah, he came back in two weeks, and what he did was he contributed to. Uh, basically, him sleeping in the training room twenty four seven, which and I kid you not, he would go to lunch with the head trainer, the head football trainer at that time. They would just go to lunch, and he'd go out and have, and then he'd go back to the training room and just keep doing you know treatment. And right. uh, the second thing that he attributed it to was uh, albino alpu. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't, hey. I don't heard of that. I was just when he said that, I went, what? Albino alpu. Okay, um, so. <laughs> Uh, Western's going to play Rhode Island on the 21st. They're going to play Belmont on the 28th. I don't think we're going to have a lot to worry about if it's Belmont, but we'll talk about that uh, on January 1st, which will actually be our next show, just so everybody knows. Um, But we're going to get to something real quick here at the end of the show. Um, Hated Christmas movies. I'll let you go first, D. Or I'll let Alex go first. I'll let Alex go first. That way, um, so so D kind of gets the format. Alex, do you have any Christmas movies that you just hate? Yes, and it's actually a decent Christmas movie. I just hate how blown up it is, like via social media and just pop culture wise. I'm about to give it to Elf. <laughs> oh man, I love Elf. Just so you know. Like, it's a good, like, it's actually a decent movie, but at the same time, I guess, like, social media kind of just ruined it for me. I'm just like, okay, like, out of all the Christmas movies, okay, I can understand A Christmas Story or Home Alone either, but, I mean, just, at the time, it was great, but now as I get older, I'm just like, okay, this was not one of Will Ferrell's, and I'm a Will Ferrell guy, this is not one of his best 
performances, like, I would just go back and say, like, you know what? That's his top five role. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't do that. I will, I will say I'm a huge Step Brothers fan, and I love Elf. Uh, there are so many great memes out there with Elf, but, yeah, I, I can kind of see your point. Do you have any more? No, I'm actually good with that with Elf. I mean, I'm mainly just – I'm kind of untraditional when it comes to Christmas movies. Like, I only watch A Christmas Story, obviously, with, like, my hand. It's, like, a big tradition for her. And also, to kind of throw in a lost favorite – all of the other reindeer. It is a campy, corny Christmas movie, but that came out when I was a kid, and it's about this dog who wants to be a reindeer for Santa Claus, and it was just like, man, I love that movie so much. Like, I've been trying to get the DVD. It's actually pretty funny. It's actually cool. It's like just Drew Barrymore was the voice of the dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll have to look into that. That's not. That's pretty funny. Um, yes. So, D, do you have any hated Christmas movies? Like, just turn it off as soon as it comes on. Wow. I mean, I, I typically, you know, I, I like Christmas movies, man. I just, I can't really think of the top of my head just something that I just really just dislike, you know. I mean, I, as far as Elf, I kind of hurt me. I actually just watched that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Elf, man. But, I, I mean, I can kind of see where it comes from, you know. Just, you know, it, it kind of comes off as really cheesy, you know, I guess you could say, but. I just, I mean, I'm really, I'm a, I'm a Christmas movie guy. I mean, I, I'm a, my favorite one. I said, I'll give you my favorite. My favorite is definitely Home Alone 1 and 2. Yeah, I, I, I like Alone. Uh, I can't argue there. Um, sorry, I just got, you know, sorry. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, so, okay. So let me, okay. First off, I do not like any Christmas Hallmark movies. I don't know if that's just exposure, but I just not a big fan of, of the Christmas hallmarks. I love the meme that's going around Facebook and stuff. That's like, uh, you know, what is you know, fifteen people, four writers, and you know, three hundred different towns. It's a hallmark movie. So, uh, uh, but on my list, uh, the first one I've got is uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Really, I just, I just don't like it. I mean, really? I, I, I actually, it's not bad concerning the story, but I'm just not a fan of Jim Carrey in that movie. I saw, uh, actually, D, when your daughter gets a little older, the Grinch that's on Netflix, I think, is much better. Is that like a cartoon? It's uh, it's kind of animated. It's yeah, uh, okay, I, I know what you're talking about. I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Know. See, and I like that one much better because. Maybe it's just because I'm a dog person, but with uh, Jim Carrey, he just kind of loathes the dog. But in yeah. that one, like, he has genuine feelings for the dog. Okay. Maybe that's just okay. me. Um, bad Santa. Didn't like. Not a fan of Bad Santa. Um, Love Bad Santa. One more time, D. I said neither neither the Bad Santas. Yeah, well, I didn't know there was a second one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, just not the first one. I'll have to check out the second one, but I haven't seen Yeah. Um... I'm not a fan of A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. I like Jim Carrey, but I just didn't like that one. I don't know what that was. Um, now, I like Scrooged with Bill Murray. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, movies that have a Christmas backdrop uh, and get lumped in as a Christmas movie. So I'll, I'm going to get a lot of hate from this, but Die Hard I don't think is a Christmas movie. 
Oh, I will actually agree with you there. Like, I mean, it's it's really not though. It's not. No, it's not. And I, I just the the oof. I was like, oh man, I really struck a nerve with D. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just don't think it is, Alex. You don't think it is either. Yeah, I really don't think it is. Like, it's just strictly an action movie. Unless it was like Santa Claus is going gung ho in a mall or something. Like, it, it does not count as a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Bruce Willis the Santa Claus fighting in the Nakatomi Plaza really counts. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Gremlin for me is another one that I just like. That's not really Christmas, and it <laughs> gets lumped in as a Christmas movie. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, I, I, y'all may agree, disagree, and that's you can comment and let us know what you think. Um, <laughs> but you know, next week, like I said, is Christmas, so we won't be here or we won't be on the air next week. We will take a week off. Uh, we will be back on January first, which is the which is a Wednesday. It's the first of the year. Um, like I said, you can check out. Let me ruffle my papers real quick. Uh, the women play on the second, the fourth, the ninth. Uh, 7 p.m. on the 2nd, 2 p.m. on the 4th, and 11 a.m. on the 9th. Uh, football is, crap, that's the 20th, isn't it? That's in two days? 28th. 28th, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's on a Saturday. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry about that. Uh, no, 30th. It's the 30th. Oh, I thought it was the 28th for some reason. It's still on a Saturday, though, right? Uh, that is a Monday. Yeah, it's during the week, and I was like, I'm getting worried on this shit. So, obviously, D's not going to make it. Um, Yeah, I'm the same way, buddy. But it is going to be on ESPN. It's 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, So, you can be like the rest of us, D, and be, like, checking your phone and be like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Men's basketball plays again 21st and the 28th. That's where you got the 28th, Alex. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. 2 p.m. for Rhode Island Eastern and 7.30 p.m. Eastern for the Belmont game. Uh, but, again, I want to thank DeAndre Furby, uh, but as lo- as we like to call him D, as he's allowed us to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Merry Christmas to you all. And, uh, like I said, I just want to thank D for coming on. Alex, okay. glad to have you again, buddy. Yes, always glad to be here. Yeah, man, thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you for being on, D, for real. Thank you. Appreciate you. And... Just so you know, how we end the show, we always say go tops. So, like always, guys, go tops. Hey, thanks. Thanks, D. Appreciate you, buddy, for coming on the show. He's off. <laughs>